welcome to the Sports Bros Podcast with your host, the head of creative, Eddie Cool. Also, the almighty B-Live and the money man, Scotty D. And now, without any further ado, here they are, the Sports Bros. What's going on, world? This be your boy, Eddie Cool, a.k.a. the HOC, the head of creative up in this thing. And welcome to another edition of the Sports Bros Podcast. Episode 17, almost said 15, but it's episode 17 of the Sports Bros Podcast. And as always, you know I'm not rolling solo, I got my bros with me. And as always, we got the Almighty B Live. What's going on in the world today? This be your boy, the Almighty B Live. I want to take a quick moment to shout out to my sister, Angel Strickland. She just made the move to Queens, New York. And I want to give her a big shout out with that because that's about the only good news that's going on in that part of New York right now. So who we one one part of New York is going pretty good. The other one not so much. But we'll get into that a little bit later. Yep, we sure will. And as always, the money man, Scotty D. Everywhere around the world, they're coming to America. Boys, I just wanted to say happy independence week to you both. And to all our listeners out there. All right. And also, as of our recording time, happy Bobby Bonilla Day. <laughs> nice. That's right. Happy, that's right. Happy Bobby Bonilla Day. What is that? $1.9 million he gets or something? One, some, one, some mess 1. like that? $1.19 million until 2036. So Bobby Bonilla yeah. was such an a-hole that they paid him to go away. And, is, and I think they were on the hook for like five million bucks or something. This is the match we're talking about back in the day. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the match. Uh, his agent negotiated a deal for him to get basically a million bucks every year, the first of July for 25 years. And for them, that it's a good deal for them, too, because, you know, as time goes on, they're just going to have more money to spend on TV contracts and all that a million a year. That's that's a nothing burger for them, but Bobby Bunny and his Asian boy, it's payday every July. What a great deal for everybody. Yeah, great deal for everybody. I'm trying to figure out, fellas, where in the hell did we go wrong? But you know what? Uh, by we'll not being figure athletic, that out. I think that's where we went wrong. <laughs> yeah, 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 that too, and not having our right hand tied behind our back, forcing us to throw yeah. our left, because you know those lefties are a and for And for all of our listeners out there, if you really want to take a sneak peek of the Money Man's athletic prowess, please, please check out his latest edition of Scott's Thoughts because that shows you in a nutshell how athletic he is. We're going to stick to radio. We're going to stick to podcasts. Uh, oh, oh, boy. Yeah. Hot spice and hassen feffle already. <laughs> All right. We're just going to go ahead and dive right into this here silly podcast we got called the Sports Bros Podcast. Once again, everybody, thanks for listening. We love you and we appreciate it. Uh, speaking of everything going crazy, haywire, nuts, insanity, the NBA free agency period began on Sunday at 6 p.m. 
And of course, there was a whole lot of shaking, moving, grooving. You going here, you going there. You thought you were going here, ah, but you're going over here. Everything, so forth and so such. It was wild, 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 wild. But the top headline is the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, you remember when B-Live just mentioned about that side of New York that's doing great? The Brooklyn Nets have pulled off an absolute coup, the coolest of all coups. They are. They have intentions of signing Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and DeAndre Jordan. All three of them going to the Brooklyn Nets. The Almighty B Live. How impactful is that move right there? I, I let me start off by saying that there's a there's a movement that's going on in the um, in the Facebook world where they say rings aren't guaranteed. I mm-hmm. I want to say that to start off. Because there's a lot, the one thing that's so beautiful about this free agency period is the fact that every year for the past five years, it has gotten more and more and more impactful. There's been years where they've done stuff just to lead up to this moment in time right here, knowing that players are going to opt out on their contracts. They're going to test the free agent market. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. The NBA TV contracts are getting larger and larger. More money's out there to play and everything. So a moment such as this, that the Brooklyn Nets are able to manage and finagle this big three, kudos to them. But I also say this, didn't they just recently, I want to say, what is it, about 10 years ago, some of that, wasn't it like they tried to get, what, um, Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, and Jason Terry, and that was supposed to be the new big three. The, I call them the geriatric three because they were all at the end of their, <laughs> end of their um end of their primes and everything, and the Brooklyn Nets shipped off draft picks and everything to pick up these three, and it took them this long to finally make some moves because of that. So we're going to hope that this pans out for them. Be live. That was in uh, 2013. 2013 that they that um they they made it. I, I so at, Six years the, the worst the, the yeah <laughs> the worst trade in the history of the NBA. <laughs> I yeah I was like okay I mean Kevin Durant I mean Kevin Garnett at the time was fifty seven years old. <laughs> I, wow. And Paul <laughs> Paul Pierce I don't know if anybody listens to um NBA was it on. He's on. He's on ESPN. He's an ESPN NBA commentator. Have you heard Paul Pierce talk recently? Did, did, wasn't he in the penalty box for us at some point in time, or should he be here? I feel like I want to pull up a video and put him back in the penalty box. Just thinking about his name and everything, and comparing himself to other greats. And I think he said he was better than D Wade and all kinds of other mess. And I don't know. I I, I digress. And you know what? I'm glad you said something because I was putting together the penalty box and I'm like, somebody's missing. Glad you brought that up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, Scotty D, where you at on this whole NBA free agent frenzy? Well, yeah. um, The thing with with Brooklyn, they're getting KD, but they're not getting him next year. And the year after that, who knows how, you know, how strong, you know, it, it might take him a whole year 
once he's healthy enough to play to get reacclimated to the game. So you're looking at two years really before they're, they're thinking this is going to pay off. By then, uh, Kyrie's going to be almost right at 30 and KD will be over 30. Uh, you know, it's it seems like a good idea right now and on paper it looks good, but that I don't I don't like it. I, I mean, for them, I think long term that's that's going to hinder them. I think it's going to be more of a setback. It's going to be setting them up more for disappointment than anything. But um, I really don't care about about the Nets. I'm more worried about the Lakers. You know, obviously, you know, I, I, yeah. you know, uh, I, I'm watching uh, all these names fly off the board, and the ones that troubled me were Kemba Walker. And then, uh, which, you know, he's going to the Celtics, and I'm thinking, all right, well, the Lakers were talking about getting him. Um, that's gone. They traded Lonzo Ball, their point guard, so they need a point guard. And then it seemed like the pieces were going to fit where D'Angelo Russell was going to be reunited with the Lakers. Uh-uh. He's off to Golden State in that signing trade. So the Lakers seem to be putting their eggs in the Kawhi Leonard basket right now. I think they, were, they had a meeting with him over the weekend, or they were planning to on Sunday anyway, and – if that doesn't work out, the Lakers could be uh, on the outside looking in when it comes to all the top free agents. And they were worked they worked so hard to get the slot to be able to fill that max contract. And now they could be out because uh, they've been courting Kawhi Leonard and missing out on the other opportunities. They need some uh, – the Lakers need some shooters, man. I mean, that's good they got that, that firepower, but they need some doggone shooters. Speaking of shooters, uh, Kimball Walker, who had a career year last year um, – he completes a sign-and-trade deal with Terry Rozier. Uh, Kimba goes to Boston, signs a four-year, $141 million contract, and Terry Rozier, three years, $58 million to go to the Charlotte Hornets. Ooh. And Rozier's a nice player, though. <laughs> at least they didn't get they did a lot of it empty-handed anyway. I think Rozier's got a, a, a nice future in the NBA. Yeah, bef- before we went on um, – to our listeners, before uh, we went on air, we have a little conversation, you know, a little little chatter talk. Michael Jordan hasn't done anything for Kemba Walker except giving him opportunity to come play in the organization. As far as putting talent around him, Michael Jordan has not done that. But you know what? I'm I'm going to save that rant for another day. So more notable contracts. Uh, let's see. Tobias Harris. He goes uh, remains with Philly. Five years, one hundred eighty million dollars. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before, before you what? get how. You gonna save that rant for another day? What I'm gonna have to, man. Michael Jordan clearly like the best player that Charlotte has possibly ever had in the history of the franchise, the first or the second go round when they were the Hornets and the Bobcats and the Hornets again from New Orleans and did this and all that and everything. Kimball Walker has blood, sweat, and tears. Yep. And you have the audacity and the disrespect to not offer him a max contract, at least offer it to him. That's the that's the problem that I have with you, Eddie. Cool, you know what? You can save it for another time, because you know what? Me me ranting and then you <laughs> ranting at the same time might eat us up for time. But I I'm not gonna let it go by. Michael Jordan, what are you doing? I get it. I get it that. I get it that the Charlotte Hornets might be your side piece and the Jordan brand makes all this money. Got Javier Molina for the St. Louis Cardinals wearing a Jordan brand chest protector in baseball. Chest yeah, protector. I, I went off on a tangent, but I wanted to be known that the Jordan brand, the shoe deals and all that, that's his baby. He's treating the Charlotte Hornets like it's a side piece. 
Like, you know what? I'll holler at you every now and again when I want to get a piece. I don't know if there's some kids listeners out there. I'm sorry. I might be going rated PG-13, rated R. But that's how my rant is right now when it comes to Michael Jordan. Stop treating my beloved Charlotte Hornets basketball franchise as a side piece. Pay players and make it attractive for people to want to come there. Look across, look at just a couple steps down the road, see what the Panthers are doing. Players want to go to Charlotte to play. Charlotte is a mecca of a town. It is growing. This would be a premier opportunity to freaking bring in talent there to make it even bigger. I want to move to Charlotte and retire. Get my season tickets to the Panthers and the Hornets and call it a day. Michael Jordan, you're making it hard for me. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I um, breathe. Woo-woo-saw. All right, Eli. Catch your breath. Get your life and do what you got to do. Scotty D, do you share the same sentiments about the mishandling of Kimball Walker and Charlotte? Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Scotty D said, man, I can't follow that I mean, up. He was so passionate about him. Boy, he just, I think he forgot where he was. From he was lost in his I'm not going to debate him on that. Good, good enough here. Uh, oh, oh, this is man. great. All right. As I, as I mentioned, Tobias Harris um, stays at the Phillies. Five years, $180 million. Uh, Chris Ash Porzingis stays in Dallas. Five years, $158 million. Jimmy Butler signs one of those signing trades, or as I like to call it, a swap and switch deal, where he gets um, four years, $104 million. Nikola Vukovic plays in Orlando, real good player. He was on my fantasy uh, basketball team a few years ago. He stays in Orlando, four years, $100 million. Al Horford goes to Philadelphia, four years, $109 million. Chris Middleton gets a max with Milwaukee, five years, $178 million. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, you thought he was going to the Lakers, but hold up. Wait a minute. As Money Man mentioned, he goes to the Golden State Warriors. Four years, $117 million. I'm not skipping anybody. Oh, my new favorite player, Jamal Murray of the Denver Nuggets. Five years, $170 million. And, of course, Clay Thompson. Five years, $189 million. Everybody thought he was gone, but now nah, he's going to stick around. And get some free rehab. So, fellas, um, this here free agency period has just started, and it ain't over yet. It is far from over. I'm, I'm gonna say this real quick because um, um, Woj, um, Wojnowski, whatever, I probably didn't say his name right for ESPN. Woj, Woj. <laughs> um, just so that our listeners do understand a little bit about this free agency process. None of these contracts are official until July 6th. This was actually the beginning period where teams could actually talk to players. So, mm-hmm. and um, I was watching First Take just a little bit ago, and um, I can't even remember my dude's name. He said that for all of these deals that just so happened to drop on a dime just like that, that they're talking about, you telling me that nobody said a word to anybody before Six o'clock yesterday. There was some talking. Come on, I don't know who the hell they're trying to fool. Had had to be some talking. With with this, just like you said, be like with this much money, somebody had to say something to somebody somewhere. And Matt Matt Johnson somewhere, like, hold on now, y'all, y'all, y'all dudes is tampering, and I just happened to get caught. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and he just got caught, and that's what it is. Speaking of getting caught, it is baseball season. Guess what? It is the all-star break. 
well, not yet, but shortly approaching will be the All-Star break. And, of course, the Midsummer Classic. And as we all know, the Home Run Derby is one of the feats that we see before the All-Star game. The day before, is, which is on the 8th, which is a Monday the All-Star Game is on the ninth on a Tuesday, just in case you want to tune in. And, of course, we got participants as of right now. This list is asterisk, subject to change, for the Home Run Derby. We got Cleveland's own Carlos Santana, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. of the Toronto Blue Jays, our reigning M- uh, NL MVP Christian Yelich of the Milwaukee Brewers, Pete the Destroyer Alonzo from the New York Mets, Scotty D's boy, Josh Bell from the Pittsburgh Pirates and Atlanta Braves, very own Ronald Acuna Jr. That's a pretty stacked field, fellas. So it's a pretty stacked field. Pretty stacked field. But be live who's not in the home well, run. See, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I was going to save that. I was going to save that. It's well, all right. It's all right. You know what I'm saying? Got to gotta get a build up for it. But, um, I'm gonna need you to pronounce my name, my man's name right. It's Acuna. Acuna, because he's going to win it all. I mean, my dude, fear to chop. I, I man, I'm I'm excited for him. Rising young talent. So, and isn't the um, in the All Star game in Cleveland this year? Yes, it is. We've uh, my girlfriend and I have tried to price tickets to go watch the home run derby. As a nine insane should have got when they first made the announcement <laughs> the year before. What you do not do when the All Star festivities come to your town is hope you can find something. Okay, <laughs> hope works in some situations, but this situation right here, eh, eh, hang well, up. Well, Get about I'm gonna le- learn. I'm gonna learn from you because I do believe next year is in Atlanta. So I think I'm gonna need to go ahead yes. and get my tickets right now, because yeah, some plans, some some plans just might have to be made about that Atlanta trip. Absolutely, no the Sports Bros, Atlanta 2020. You think we can do that? You think get some get some press packet, um, passes? You know, being the press box and doing some official things. I think so. might be able to do that. I mean, I think so because I'll you know I'll have my journalism and mass communications degree by then. So be like, hey, look, what I got. <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll we'll see how far that gets us. Scotty D, who you got winning this thing in the home run derby? Um, what a depressing week it is for me. <laughs> it's depressing, and not just because the Pirates are terrible and usually have one person there representing, but I watch sports every day of my life, pretty much. Except every day. Except that week because there's nothing else going on. It's a great week. It's a great week to catch up on on movies that I've been wanting to see for a while. I'm not a big I'm not a big fan of the All Star games in any sports. Actually, the baseball one is probably the the best one because they can actually pitch and hit the ball normally. Whereas in hockey, they don't hit. NBA, they don't play defense. NFL is pathetic when it comes to their All Star games. But I. Um, I think the All-Star game is the kind of thing that would be awesome to be at, where you're seeing all the players together and the atmosphere is light and it's a lot of fun. But, you know, the Home Run Derby at this point to me, it's it's kind of just not nearly as fun to watch. It was, it was a lot more fun during the steroid era. You know? What? This guy's pumped oh, here we go. Here we drugs, go. Just huge, big, you know, hulking guys running up there, walking out there and hitting moonshot after moonshot. That was 
That was the golden age of the home run derby, man. What is, who, you, the steroid who is, era was beautiful when it came to All Star Week. Whose oh, man is this? Who made you like this? Okay, okay, you know, you know. Who you rather watch in a home run derby, Ronald Acuna, or however you say his name, or Jason Giambi? Boom! I tell you, man. Jason. Okay, wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Out of hold on, stop, stop it. You telling me out of all the players in the steroid era, you come up with Jason Giambi? He was a home run derby <laughs> beast, man. Jason man, could, Giambi you could, and Barry I mean, Bonds, McGuire, all oh, those guys. That was that you was the you could age of the derby. Could you at least went with the Vitiligo <laughs> Sammy Sosa? Yeah. Oh boy. God, what, what why Sammy? Why why what who Yeah, who, Sammy Sammy has transitioned into Jerry Lewis, but we'll we'll discuss that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, but okay, I'm I'm gonna say this. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. Yeah, that, yeah, that 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 is the thing. Sammy Sosa, get some help. But anyway, <laughs> I cannot believe you said that. I, okay, you know what? I get it. I get it. Everybody wants to see the moonshot. Everybody wants to see the big one. But these players these days, they're hitting it just as strong. They're getting the ball out of there. It, I'm, I like to see young talent. It's, it is unfortunate this day and age that your superstars don't participate in those all-star festivities like they used to 20 years ago. Like, we never, we never see LeBron James in a dunk contest. But one of the biggest highlights back in the day was Michael Jordan versus Dominique Wilkins. Why can't we see mm-hmm. stuff like that now? So it's one of those things. It is a little troubling, disheartening not to see your Aaron Judge. What's my dude from Texas that's not – why is he – he didn't hit a 500-foot uh, home run. Why is he not in it? I, that, that, that hurt me deeply. But it, I'm about I Gallo? Get, no, 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 no. Um, what, what, what that boy? What that boy name? Yes, I sound country is all outdoors live <laughs> on the air, but this it is what it is. I mean, we we amateurs. Yeah, I'm, we we ain't on a professional level yet, and even if we made it on a professional level, I'm gonna still let my country flow because it's gonna be authentic. Either way, I see. I digress. I we'll we'll, we'll come come back to who it is, my dude from Texas. That it just he has like three to ten longest home runs this year. Mazar, Mazar, is it no more Mazar? Yeah, I knew no more Mazar. Tip of the tongue, I got it. Uh, my Alzheimer's almost kicked in, but all right, don't cut <laughs> yeah. it out. Don't cut it out. But yeah, it's um just like you say, it's just uh the highlight during the dunk contest was you know Dominique versus Michael Jordan, and um with the baseball, you know it was a ball about you know McGuire. Sosa, and now I mean you know not as much man. I mean you got some some pretty pretty good hitter, hitters. These guys are not any stops by the stretch of imagination. Uh, like you said, be nice to see LeBron James in the dunk contest. Be nice to see Mike Trout in the home run derby. We can't always get what we want, but you know we always wind up being happy somehow, <laughs> somehow, some way. All right, sticking with baseball. When the show first started, we made some predictions about who 
was going to the World Series. We didn't say actually who would win, but we made some predictions. All right, B-Live, you picked the Braves and the Astros. You want to change anything or you want to keep it locked? I'm, you know, I'm going to keep it locked. I'm, I'm very confident in my two picks. The Dodgers, the Dodgers are scary, and I think their pitching is a little bit better than the Braves. But I'm gonna, I'm, I think the Braves are gonna make some type of move and pick up a closer or some bullpen help because they are, they are the hottest team. They've got the, I think they got the youngest, the most potential in the entire league right now. I think my Braves are still gonna stick it out, win the National League and the American League. Houston Astros, I mean. Well, I mean, what else can be said about them? Maybe the Yankees might um, challenge them because the Yankees are getting healthier right now. But I'm going to stick to my guns. Braves-Astros World Series. I'll tell you what, man. You can't sleep on – don't sleep on the Twins. Ooh, don't sleep on the Twins. Scotty D's prediction, he picked the Brewers and the Astros. Yeah, um – Brewers are, are actually tied right now at the top of the NL Central with the Cubs, so that one's not, not looking too terrible. And the Astros had a little bit of a early uh, something going on with them a little bit earlier. They, a couple injuries. I think Altuve was out. Correa was hurt. But uh, yep. I, I feel okay about the Astros. But I'm telling you, man. I, I, you know, I you know I love the Yankees. They they have overcome their injuries and coming out smelling like a rose, man. They're looking really good and. Uh, Boy, it was nice to watch them destroy the Red Sox in that that softball two-game series in London over the weekend. They just put up runs left and right. So, uh, as much if I'm wrong and the Red Sox wither on the vine, I'll be happy. I'll be happy just watching the Red Sox suffer. I I can deal with that. But uh, in the meantime, my Pittsburgh Pirates are at 39 and 43 as we speak. All hope is lost in Pittsburgh. See, see that. Well, well, out on 39 and 43, you know, you're not dead. I'm just, I'm looking at the NL Central right now. You know, you, you know, you got the Cubs and the Brewers tied for a number one spot. Um, St. Louis, Pittsburgh, and Cincinnati. I mean, those last three teams is a dog fight, and it ain't, it ain't, it ain't dead yet. You know, it ain't all over. Yet. Let me it's, tell you something about the Pirates. Any cool? They're dead. They're only five <laughs> games out. They have Clint Hurdle as their manager, and they're under five hundred. You won't put you won't put a little uh, bit of uh, money on that. No, no, that's oh, not necessary. That is not, <laughs> that is not necessary. I, I just, I'm just playing devil's advocate. I, sure. You know what? I might put some money on it since Jr. is gonna owe me fifty bucks at the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh boy, that is still one hundred percent active, and I'm gonna get my money on time. If you and for our listeners, if you want any background information about that, you need to be listening to all our podcasts. You'll know these things <laughs> exactly because if because it, it, it's like this: if you're not listening to the Sports Bros podcast, you're not just missing out. You are severely missing out. Okay, that's a whole nother level of missing out. You know, you don't want to suffer from FOMO for missing out. <laughs> By not listening to the Sports Bros podcast. Every Tuesday, you need to hit that subscribe button. But hey, I'm listening to the baddest sports podcast on these here internets. <laughs> All right. And my and my prediction for the um for the World Series, Braves and Astros. Who part of me wants to change it 
to the Twins because they're they're just on fire, man. But I, I'm just hoping that the Twins don't, you know, play all this extremely good baseball and then fizzle out, you know, come to playoffs. But well, they lose to the Yankees in the playoffs every year, so they'll probably make it. And then I would bet on the Yankees just based on history. I'm telling you, man, those Yankees look good, man. Just like you said, the way they just, just they were just destroyed, and they had to take a trip across the pond to destroy the Red Sox. Not on American soil, but across the pond. And oh, I mean, they, they, it was almost a home game because if you look at Yankee Stadium and how short the outfield is, heck, it was just like playing in Yankee Stadium. What center field was three hundred and eighty feet? Yeah. I think. Yep. I think in Yankee Stadium, the, I think right field is 315. So the fact that when they went over to London, they built, and if I'm not mistaken, they, um, it was at, they played at um, where uh, West Ham United um, soccer team plays at. So they made it into a makeshift um, um, baseball park. And like I said, center field was 380 feet. That's the, of course, there's going to be scoring out the wazoo. It was literally the Giants playing the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Seven, yeah, all the over first again. game was seventeen to thirteen. They scored. They both scored six runs in the first inning. Like, what in the world is going on? What in the haberdashers and hemoglobins is going on? I had to steal that from one of my favorite comments, Tony Baker. Shout out to him, man. That <laughs> dude is hilarious. But yeah, who? But yeah, that was a foot. Ball game, man. I don't come. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, it was cool and all to be in London. I wish I would be able to go to London this year for my beloved Panthers, but you know the law says otherwise. Whatever, whatever. Don't judge me. Moving on. All right, so we sticking with our picks, and that is our segment, our baseball segment, baseball segment. The second half of the season should be exciting. It's very, very exciting. Choices of the voices. Our favorite part of the Sports Bros podcast. And it was fully loaded this week. I was getting everything together last night. I was like, wow, man. Shout out to the listeners. Oh, yes. For future references. Oh, actually, for not for references, but for the future. Um, if you have, if you want to participate in the Choices of the Voices section, we encourage interaction, but as the head of creative, when I put this together, I would rather our listeners put their response on the post instead of, you know, shooting me a direct message because nine times out of 10, it'll get lost in the shuffle. If we can have air all the responses at one place, we greatly appreciate it. And it makes it easier for me, but I'm not yelling at anybody. I'm just telling you how to get, you know, a better way to be heard and not be lost in the shuffle. Because as always, we are very, 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 extremely grateful for your participation in our Choices of the Voices section. All right, Money Man Scotty D, what's the question? Uh, The question I posed last week was, what was the most heartbroken you've ever been as a sports fan? What completely tore your heart out? And uh, like you, I actually had a couple people I I had give me their their responses. one of our new listeners, Eddie Martin, I spoke with him yesterday, and he is all things Boston. And he had a couple good examples, but his most heartbroken was the Bill Buckner through the legs 86 World Series play. Oh. And 
Ooh. You know, uh, it, it tends to be forgotten that Boston was a long-suffering fan base for a while. There. You know, they've had a lot of success, as I alluded to in my video uh, not too long ago. But in 86, they were one out away from breaking a huge World Series drought. And we know what happened. The wheels came off and then Bill Buckner became the GOAT. And uh, God bless us all. He just passed not too long ago. But he was a goat in Boston for many years because of that play. So that was a obvious, uh, you know, obvious heartbreak heartbreaker for for the New Englanders. And uh, Jana Clem, she ran one by me. She uh, mentioned that her most heartbroken was the second Patriots Giants Super Bowl. Beelive, you kind of segued me into that one, but the <laughs> uh, the first time the the Giants upset the Patriots was in the Super Bowl was there. They were going for the undefeated season. And the next one, and they got him uh, the second time. I think that was the one where Wes Welker dropped the ball that was deep in, in the uh, Giants territory that would have kept possession for the Patriots. And ultimately, uh, the Giants got the ball back and came down the field and ended up uh, scoring late. So there was a couple of Boston people giving us uh, some of their heartbreaking moments. At this point, not a lot of sympathy for Boston people because they had so many parades. No, no not no, none. No. no, not any. Nope, you get none from me. Sorry, but you get none from me. <laughs> All the damn parades and yeah. stuff. I almost cussed it for a second. Almost got caught. You, you <laughs> def- I think you actually did cuss, but it's all right. I mean, what the, what the FCC allows at this point in time, you know. <laughs> It's almost like right, it. yeah, man, you know what I'm saying. It, it would it'll be all right. Hey, sh- shout out to the first amendment. <laughs> okay, shout out to the first amendment, baby. All right, choices of the voices. Ill, I got it right this time. Ill will Barry said both Panthers losses in the Super Bowl and the closing of overtime sports cafe. That. That hurt. That hurt. Man. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Will. Right. Thanks a lot, Will. All, all it's so hard to say goodbye <laughs> over time. All right, all right. That is, not, <sighs> that is not my profession. I won't do that to my listeners ever again. All right, cool. <laughs> Oh, man, here we go. All right, Trey Duke says, I'm a Cowboys fan, and there is no way in hell I can pick just one. <laughs> Scotty D, how you feel about that with being a Cowboys Oh, I fan? feel that pain, man. <laughs> uh, if you saw the uh, the post on Facebook we put about this, the catch was the picture I used as a heartbreaking moment. As a kid, Oof. that one was super heartbreaking for me. And what a lot of people forget about is after Dwight Clark caught that ball, the 49ers won that game by a single point, but the Cowboys had enough time on the clock to come down and kick a field goal, and they were at midfield, and quarterback Danny White fumbled a shotgun snap, and that was ice from there. That was over with. So they could have had even topped the catch had they come down and and not not screwed it up. But, ah, that was a toughie. Um, ah, considered one of the greatest moments in NFL history. And, um... Just want to give um quick shout out to um, um the late Dwight Clark, um near and dear to my heart, and that play was absolutely lovely to me because I don't like the Cowboys. I actually grew up a 49ers fan, and just a nice little segue into what college 
Dwight Clark went to. Any guesses, anyone? All roads lead to death. <laughs> I, I, knew, I knew you were using that as an excuse to just talk about Clark. I just do it. So, 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 so he said the beloved yep, Dwight I knew Clark. I'm like, okay. I, I, I was like, okay, peace to the dead, but I know exactly where this is going. Be live got in the car, turned it on, and put it in drive. We not put it in reverse. I'm just driving. You know where I'm going. I'm like, all roads lead to down. Boy, here we oh, go. Man. Never ends, never it, it stops. Never will. It never will. Who else he got there? Oh, man. Cool. All right. JR, JR, who has redeemed himself parole out of the penalty box. Uh, he says the Eagles Super Bowl lost to the Patriots when Terrell Owens came back from that broken ankle. Was it broken ankle or broken leg? Well, anyways, he came back sooner than expected. Uh, yes, that was a heartbreaker, definitely. I'm, and I'm not even an Eagles fan. Not an Eagles fan, but that's definitely a heart-wrenching moment when um, a player comes back from, you know, a broken <clears throat> a broken appendage to play a hell of a – I think he had, what, 10 catches for 120 yeah, yards? Yeah, T.O. balled out ball- that day. He did, for sure. Yeah, he balled out that way that day, and Donovan McNabb was like Jared Goff, deer in headlights. I'm telling you, man, that Super Bowl will do it to you every damn time. Uh, let's see. JR also gave us a two-parter. He said uh, the Tennessee Titans lost in the Super Bowl to the Rams. That one, that Ooh. one was tough because they were that close. Wasn't it like the one-inch line with like no time yeah. remaining? They couldn't get a time off off or something like that. That is a yep, that yep. is a horrible way to lose a game. Just t- you look you look back, you're like, where can I get that get those seconds back? Where can I get that time back? Because if they one more play, you're in there and you win that Super Bowl. It's done deal. But just the time to run out and yeah, that that was a big one. Yeah, that was a big one. I I mean, like I'm saying I was a fan of none of the teams, but that hurt me and I was like, oh so close. No time left. Oh, so close. Uh Mike Davis says Kimball Walker dropping it over big bad Gary McGee to beat and shatter our dreams of winning the Big East tournament. Yeah, that one uh that one's near and dear to my heart too, because that's uh that's a he's talking about pit basketball right there. Pitt versus Pitt, Connecticut. That yeah, that was yeah, actually UConn. that was in the Big East tournament. And Kemba Walker actually that year he single handedly won the Big East tournament and then pretty much single handedly won the NCAA tournament. Yeah, he was he was on fire that year. But as a Pitt fan, that was um, a, a pretty solid team and see him get knocked out. But I'll get, I'll do him even one better. In the in the 2009 Elite Eight, they lost to Villanova. Pitt had never been to the Final Four and they lost to Villanova with five tenths of a second on the clock. And they would have they would have gone to the Final Four, and they would have played. Uh, I don't know if they would have played North Carolina in the Final Four or in the championship game, but they would have matched up okay with them that year. I'd love to have seen them have that chance. But as a, as a Pitt fan, you know it's hard because they've never been to a Final Four. The football team, you know, they won the 1976 championship in football, and then in 2016 they were the co-national champions with Clemson. But other than that, whoa, 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 they whoa, have whoa, n- what, what? What? Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, 2016, Clemson won the national championship. The only team that beat them was Pitt. They were the co-national champions that year. So, so you see, oh, you know, you know what? I'm, 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 With Central on, Florida, on, you know what? You know what? You know what? I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and do this because I'm just we're gonna we're gonna change the script because I'm gonna go ahead and segue into it. That Clemson Pitt game. Oh, boy, oh yeah. Oh, oh boy, it's a story. No, the thing about this is it plays right into that gut wrenching moment because 
I've only been to Clemson's Death Valley one time in my life. I finally got the luxury to set foot in Clemson Memorial Stadium, Death Valley. I finally made it. The Clemson Tigers versus the Pittsburgh Panthers. I was freaking there for that game. (laughs) I was at the game. The only time I've been to Clemson Memorial Stadium, I was told by multiple people that I could never go back to Death Valley. Oh, wow. I was a five-hour trip from Clemson back to Fayetteville, North Carolina. I was supposed to go to Charlotte to watch um, the Panthers play Kansas City that weekend. I remember it all so very much. And I was very, very hurt. That was the longest five-hour trip of my life. I'm pretty sure I I cried in the car, a.k.a. Friday. It happened. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to cry in the car. But my only, uh, only redeeming grace was the fact that my beloved Clemson Tigers did after that win the national championship. So you know what? Thank you, Pittsburgh. Thank you for humbling us, and thank you for giving us that drive and the co-national champions. Yeah, all right. right. Yeah, it was nice. You, 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 and you, you <laughs> and Syracuse can go straight to hell. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up. All right. All right. Who else we got? All right. Speaking of the Big East, man, UConn's going back to the Big East. Shouldn't have never left in the first place. Uh, Rodney Bellamy. He also hits us with a two-parter. He says one of his all-time favorite Duke teams blew a second-half 18-point lead to Kentucky in the NCAA tournament. Um, And then his second part was, (laughs) since he knows we're all wrestling fans, was Ric Flair cheating to beat Sting. (laughs) Every time Ric Flair would beat Sting, he would be mad. He would be aggravated. He'd be hot that the Nature Boy got one over on the Stinger. Uncle Max, Uncle Max gave us one, and I feel I have to do this justice and read the entire quote. <clears throat> we ready, fellas? Lay it on me. Here we go. Saturday, December 1st, 2013, Bama at Auburn. Time is running out in the fourth quarter, and Nick Saban runs, runs out the field goal unit with no chance of the kicker making it. 28-28, tie ball game. The kick is up. Short, Auburn catches the football and runs it back for a kick six to end Alabama's undefeated season and a chance to play for the national championship. Saban outcoached himself on that one as they just should have run the play and taken it to overtime. I'm sure Scott, I'm sure I could hear Scott screaming, just run a play. <laughs> <laughs> then he certainly heard a robust WTF at overtime that evening. I was seriously upset for weeks after that call. It truly consumed me. Uncle Max, y'all, ladies and gentlemen. The legendary Uncle Max. Yeah, losing to your it, – it's hard enough whenever you lose a heartbreaker in the way they lost it, but they lost that one to their biggest rival. I mean, losing that one to Auburn. If you're a Bama fan, that one has to really eat you. So, understood on that one. Yeah, nothing hurts like those rivalry games, man. Nothing hurts. Like, I mean, you know – you can li- you can lose the little sisters of the poor and be fine, you know. I.e. Michigan losing to 
Appalachian State at one time. But when you lose to a rival, man, it's just ugh, does something to you. Does something to you. That means somebody got three hundred and sixty five days of bragging rights and be live. Shut up. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> See, I wasn't. I wasn't gonna do that. I wasn't gonna do that. I was actually because I Scott. I, Scott. Hey, Scott. You see how you see how strong my cut off yep. is. I was going to actually <laughs> mention because. Now the newest rivalry in college football is Alabama versus Clemson. But before that happened, before that happened, All you already you already knew it. <laughs> but I I remember that game. And it's one of those things. Alabama had already positioned himself as the perennial perennial I can't, I can't talk today. Perennial. Perennial. Yeah, exactly, yeah. thank you. Cool. Thank right. flowers. <laughs> um powerhouse. And NCAA football. I mean, they they were well on their way, building their dynasty, et cetera, et cetera. That game right there was heard around the world. I mean, I had been like at least a hundred and seven, hundred and eight yard return, and just I mean, it was one of those things where everybody was on the edge of their seats at this point in time watching that game. It because at the time. Auburn was no slouch either. Now let's let's make sure that we um, put it into context. Auburn was up there. It's just they could never get over Big Brother. I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. the only time they did was when my man Cam Newton came through and did his thing. But you know, but that was that was that was huge, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I wish I was at overtime to witness Uncle Max's pain because he's an Alabama fan and just I mean just that's just that's just how I am. I didn't like Alabama before. I don't like him now. I respect him, but I mean, yeah, this it is what it is. I mean, Clemson is now Alabama's big brother. I said it, yeah. Clemson is two and one against Alabama in national championship games. Yeah, I said it. We're the new dynasty. We are there. All Can we goals. move on, please? <laughs> oh, it's not college football season yet. We have plenty of time to brag. Hey man, he's a, he's a, he's in a rare form, but I'm pretty. I mean, but, but, but I'm pretty sure to stay with us. <laughs> all right, and that's uh that's all the listeners I got on my end for choices or the voices. Um, I did see yeah, uh, Martin Tracy also put one on there. Um, another okay. Boston guy. He mentioned Rosie Ruiz. I'm not sure, Martin Trace, Maddie. I'm not sure you're understanding these questions. Uh, what was most heartbroken? And if you don't know the Ro- the Rosie Ruiz story, she was um, at the 1980 Boston Marathon. She she won, but she only ran the last half mile, and she crossed the finish line and got interviewed and had the garland on her head and. She was faking sneezes at the interview and didn't really understand the lingo. She was a phony, and uh, yeah, and she stole the bo- the glory of the Boston Marathon winner from the actual the, the rightful winner. And I think she had done something similar in New York right before that. She she took the subway to the finish line of the New York City Marathon, and, <laughs> and that's how she got her qualifying time. But anyway, she, it was a, it's a big farce if you're from Boston. I know Rosie Ruiz probably um, rings true. But uh, I, I can't imagine that if you're from Boston, that's your most heartbreaking moment. So, Maddie, I think you're going to the penalty box this week. Oh, oh boy. Uh, shout out to Martin, Uncle Max, <laughs> Rodney, Mike Davis, JR. 
Trey Duke and Ill Will Berry for their contributions of choices. Um, there um, was there my, was one more. Um, um, Justin Riney, I believe he um, posted a couple pictures of just the recent downfall of Boston Bruins in the um, Stanley Cup this year. He posted a picture. Oh, hell, it'll be he posted right. a picture. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just want a downfall. It'll be all right. It'll be just fine. Hell. And I want to give a quite, um, quick shout out to Scott's favorite fan, my mother, because she was the one that wanted to bring up the whole time I went to Death Valley and I almost, yeah. I almost, I almost yeah, did it. I, I, I want to make sure that she gets her just recognition, Mom. I'm um happy, um happy birthday to you again. She um, happy birthday. So, um her birthday was on June 25th, and I want to um get back all the presents I gave her. Well, I don't think I gave her, because <laughs> I mean. Don't do it, boy. Don't do I'm it to yourself. Shut up. Stop. No, stop, I, stop, no, stop, she, stop. I want her to understand when because she want to open up wounds and pour salt and lemon juice in them. I mean, she she can get this work too. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, mom. I I enjoy the fact that you listen to the show and everything, and it definitely adds a new perspective to everything. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate that. All right, my uh, my heartbreaking moment was just like ill will. Um, the first Panthers Super Bowl loss that that one that would that really did me over. The second one not as much, but the first one that really what hurts the most was how did he how did he <sighs> kick the ball out of bounds? I don't I don't I don't know. I, you and one 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 of John Casey was one of the most consistent kickers in NFL history, and then to get to the Super Bowl and just oh, I'm gonna kick the ball out of bounds, you big dummy! I mean, kick it! I mean, get a touchback! Sounds get any. <sighs> you give Tom Brady, you give Tom Brady the ball on the forty yard line, and God. too much time, too much time, and too much space. You give. I tell people when you give Tom Brady too much, he'll bite you when you're behind every single chance he Man. gets. So that's my moment. Beeline's moment was when he went to Death Valley and got disappointed. Scotty D, your moment was Dwight Clark and no. the catch. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, I have one more moment that is easily at the top of my list as one of the most heartbreaking moments of my life. Let me let me grab some popcorn real quick because I'm going to well, enjoy it. You're going to enjoy it when I tell you what it is because uh, well, you might not have even been born yet, Junior. But in 1992, the Pittsburgh Pirates <laughs> were facing the Atlanta Braves for the oh, second consecutive oh, year yes. in the oh, National yes. League Championship Series. And the Pirates had won the World Series in 1979, but I was like six then, so six or seven years old. So here we are, and as a, as a college student watching the Pirates finally be good again and be irrelevant again after a decade of not doing anything to be – one inning away from getting back to the World Series was so exciting, and uh, if you if you have, remember, if you're a sports fan, you know what happened. The ninth inning, the Braves scored three runs, including the Francisco Cabrera single to Barry Bonds, who threw the ball to the plate, and Sid Bream, of all people, former Pirate, came around, lumbering around from second base, and barely beat the tag by Mike Lavalier, and man... I, I contend that that was the single most devastating play in the history of baseball because not only did the Pirates not go to the World Series, 
but starting the next season, they were on the lo- they were losers for twenty consecutive seasons, which is a, a record for North mm. American sports. So they went from one out away or one yeah one out away from going to the World Series to twenty consecutive losing seasons on that play, and man, that one hurts more than anything I've ever witnessed in sports. Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, let me let me let me take a sip of Scott's tears. It's so delicious. Oh, it's refreshing. Fear wow. the chop, baby. <laughs> you were absolutely right, Scott. You were absolutely right that I would enjoy that because I do remember that. And the '90s Atlanta Braves. It's just the greatest. The, the greatest. I don't care. Yeah, we, they were the greatest. They had an annual fall collapse that I used to enjoy on a regular basis. It's all right. We still got one. We still oh. got one in '95. I'm good. I'm yeah, good. And, uh, and the, I'm and the, good. And the Pitt football team got one in 2016 at Death Valley, baby. Oh wow. Oh, <laughs> oh boy, oh, here we go. No, 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 no. See, since he want to do, since he want to do things, we're going to do recent history because I do. I I think it was the ACC championship game this year that um, Pittsburgh had a chance to redeem themselves. And did they even show up to that game? (laughs) You're pulling that out? Oh, absolutely. That sorry conference, that sorry Pitt team. Oh, yeah. That was a foregone conclusion. uh, Yeah. That wasn't even a heartbreaker for me. I was actually – I think I was I think I was uh watching wrestling that night if I'm not mistaken. I don't think I watched that championship. I I bet so. Just want to make sure you understand – you want to bring up my team, co-national champions, because you just <laughs> the audacity to say such words about. Oh, you're whew. drinking my tears there, pal. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's good and salty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. Let's move on. All right, so let's, that let's, let's, uh, are we all finished with this <laughs> topic for the week? Yeah, this is bringing up some hard yeah. feelings and some some bitter, some just just just. Time to uh, move on yellow, to a more be, pleasant be, topic. So, be live hashtag yellow raincoat. That's all um, I got to say. Yellow raincoat. I think this works out perfectly. That Scott's most tear jerking moment and my tear jerking moment were against our respective other teams. That is true. They cross roads. <laughs> that's that that's that's that pretty crazy. cool. All right. So for the next week's question, we're going to pose this. What athlete from the past would you like to bring back in their prime to compete against today's players? Now, I'm talking about bringing them back as their prime. Not like Jim Brown. He's like 123 years old right now. I'm not, not talking about him competing in football today as 123-year-old Jim Brown. I'm talking about prime time Jim Brown or prime time Michael Jordan. I'm sure that's kind of an obvious one. But what athlete would you like to see in their prime from the past be transported and compete against today's players. So think about that one. Let us know. Um, like Eddie said, if you could uh, just put that answer down on Facebook, I'll have that post up uh, sometime Wednesday. Yep. That way everything can stay in one place and we can continue this thing that we call the choices of the voices segment. One of our favorite segments of love the it. show. Love it. Right. Love it. Moving right along to the penalty box. Who said something silly? Did something dumb or just causing their teams pain, heartache, and strife? Let's go to the top. Scotty D's guy, Clint Hurdle, and the Pittsburgh Pirates owner for holding the team down and making Josh Bell and the fans suffer. All right. Speaking of the Pittsburgh Pirates, umpire Brian Gorman, the umpire that was 
the in charge during the Braves and Pirates series a few weeks ago, who ejected the pitcher Joe Musgrove and Josh Donaldson after a minor brush up where it was just nothing but what you looking at? What you looking at? Shut up. What you looking at? You got boogers out your nose. Shut up. You got some turds hanging out your mouth. Shut up. I'm going to hit you. No, you're not. That's pretty much how it was. And they both got ejected for the minor brush up. Just trash talking, man. Let them talk trash. When you start throwing punches, get them out of there. All right. We got Raphael Nadal for conducting a scratch and sniff test on worldwide television uh, during multiple occasions. He was digging for dingleberries and digging for picking boogers and nose oysters, anything of that. Uh, Raphael Nadal, you're nasty. Dot com. You're just nasty. Beli's favorite, Robert Kraft. And he'll tell uh, you why. Because I want the world to make sure and understand that Robert Kraft and his 39-year-old girlfriend that couldn't please him in bed, so he had to go to Jupiter, Florida to pay for some prostitutes to get his rocks off and everything. And he got charged. <laughs> he was getting charged with a misdemeanor, but because of his money, they didn't want to prosecute and da da da. And now he wants to get a humanitarian award and blah 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 and yada yada. I don't care. I'm not gonna let the world forget about him, the girlfriend, all of this stuff that he's doing. He's in my penalty box for life. We got all track. We got all track. Yeah, Robert Kraft. I'm on you. You you in there and B Live is on you. Uh OJ Simpson for wilding out on Twitter stating that he's got some getting even to do and posting knife emojis. What are you doing, Juice? Like, come on, man. Come on. You need you need a handler. You need a handler. I know you're 72 years old, but dude, at this point, you need a handler. And it needs a handler that um, that fits the glove, you know. That's all. <laughs> Look, he he between the hat and the glove, I don't know. I don't know. You, he, he, if it don't fit, if it don't fit, you oh. must have quit. I don't know who has a bigger head, him or former baseball player Kevin. I don't Mitch. care what anybody says. OJ did it. But oh, yeah, I digress. All right, cool, cool. <laughs> all right. Um, somebody that kind of slipped through the cracks during the um the during the inaugurate the initial uh penalty box section, Paul Pierce, okay, for making blasphemous comments, comparison himself to D Wade, and just for Paul Pierce doing Paul Pierce stuff, okay. Yeah, you're back. <laughs> you're back in there. You you're back in that hashtag. Never forget. And of course, Scotty D's new favorite band. Doris Burke and the Steely Resolve. <laughs> Thank God Doris hasn't shown her stupid face on these NBA free agency shows. Oh, that would be awful. Oh. <laughs> Doris has done a, I, I, maybe Doris is on vacation, but so far the coast is clear. I've been looking around for her. so far so good. I, you know how they say. You know how they say when you talk somebody, you talk when you start, and then you see them. Yeah, you, you, hey, be careful. Make sure you don't talk her up. Scotty, just to let you know, I, I started following her on Twitter. I, I, I want some hot ones. No, uh, you didn't. Yes, I absolutely did. I I am following Doris Burke on Twitter. I, I got to have some hot ones. I just, well, you, you know what? If, if Her on Twitter isn't as bad as hearing her stupid voice. That's the problem. Her voice is so grating. It's just Oh, she! I know you. Get, she's going to record something, and I'm just, I'm just going to send it to you immediately. Oh, okay. Right. And, then, and then it's just, just, just because this is 
comedic gold. This is this is I love this. I love your disdain for Doris Burke. It is second to none. Like, wait a minute, Scotty Scotty D just sent one in via text. Uh the Almighty be live because all roads lead to devil. <laughs> Is that my reading? Uh, but I die. <laughs> so, so, oh man, I so, love it. So that's the penalty box. Clint Hurdle, the Pirates organization, Brian Gorman for pulling the trigger too early, Rafael Nadal for just being plain nasty, uh, dirt, boogers, dingleberries, Ronald Craft for being extra nasty at his at this advanced stage of his life, OJ for being OJ, Doris Burke and Steel Resolve, uh, Scotty D's favorite band. And Paul Pierce just for being Paul. And Pierce. I'm throwing Martin Tracy, <laughs> Matty Ice is in there too. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Martin Tracy. Hey. We'll see if he answers this week's question better. You got. You got to pay attention to the questions, sir. Martin Tracy for not paying attention. I'm adding that right womp, now. Womp, <laughs> we 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 love you, but we but we got to <laughs> by law, by law, state, federal, international. We got to oh, get yes. you. All right. And that is it for the penalty box. We have come to the portion of the show where we call the round of pepper. You know what it is. Three topics. Kind of sort of rapid fire style. Some good, some bad, some ugly, but all entertaining. And I'll go first. My first pepper point, I want to give a shout out to Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Okay? You should know who he is through his father. But guess what? He's a chip off the old block. Such a cliche. But it's the truth as he will be the youngest participant in this year's home run derby at the age of 20. Now, what was I doing at the age of 20? Illegally drinking, being grown. I wouldn't hit no baseball like he was hitting them. I wasn't doing that. <laughs> so big shout out to Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I hope he has a great career just like his father. Over to you, Scotty D. Um, the Pittsburgh Penguins traded Phil Kessel this past week. It was not a shocking move. Um, we knew that uh, they had shopped him before. And uh, so Phil Kessel's time as a Penguin has come to an end. He's going off to Arizona to play with the Coyotes. But in the four years that, that Kessel was there, I think he came over midseason and, or I came in over uh, prior to the 2016 season, somewhere in there, 15th season. Um, anyway, he helped the Penguins to two Stanley Cups. He was firepower, and he was just what the doctor ordered when they needed more scoring. So, shout out to Phil Kessel, and thanks to him for his time in the Berg. Over to you, B-Live. All right, all right. The favorite subject and topic of the Sports World podcast, one that Scotty D thoroughly enjoys, is the wonderful world of soccer. Woo! Yes, sir. I love it. Here we go. <laughs> so, I just... It's a beautiful I mean, game. It's a beautiful game. And you know what? We got to represent America. And shout out to both the men's and the women's soccer team, both advancing to the semifinals of their respective tournaments, the women and the women's World Cup. They will be facing England Tuesday at 3 o'clock. And the men in the CONCACAF Gold Cup, they will be facing Jamaica Wednesday at 9 p.m., both of those games, I'm going to let you know right now, I'm going to have those games on sound, on site at Max Speed Shop at 482 North McPherson Church Road in Fayetteville, Fayetteville North Kakalaki, where you can find your boy, Soccer USA, USA, Eddie Cool. there you go. All right, here we go. And my second pepper point goes to the true ace of the Dodgers pitching staff, in the words of B-Live, 
Yeah, I said it. Hoon Jin Ryu, number 99, the big kid from Korea. He has a 9-2 record and a 1.83 ERA. He got tattooed earlier this week for seven runs. But other than that, he is a model of consistency. And why am I shouting out him out? Because he was a contributing factor to me winning the 2013 Yahoo Public League Fantasy Baseball title. So shout out. To Ryu, big number 99. Over to you, Scotty D. All right, uh, I stated last week I really didn't watch much of the College World Series this year. And this past week, I still didn't watch it. But Vanderbilt won, <laughs> so I got to give them shout-outs to Vanderbilt for winning the College World Series and over Michigan, who once again is a bridesmaid. It seems like they're the consummate bridesmaids to Ohio State in football. And they got to the uh, championship game in basketball losing to Villanova last year. So, uh, Vanderbilt, thumbs up to you. Be live over to you. All right. Congratulations to Vanderbilt. And congratulations to the South Carolina Gamecocks for being in the same conference as Vanderbilt. So, that means that the Gamecocks won the College World Series, too, because that's how they operate. They piggyback off of other teams <laughs> in the SEC conference. Not, not on them. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, my second – um. Pepper Point. I'm going to go with Mike Trout. $430 million contract. The public wants to see you in the home run derby. I mentioned it to my bros earlier. $430 million that um, Angels are paying you. I feel like that sometime when I was a kid, my parents took me to the movies to see Angels in the outfield. And so that that some of that moving money went to your contract. So in some way, somehow, some shape or fashion, I paid for you to have all that money. So guess what? I'm going to need you to be in the home run derby because I paid for it because I watched that movie 30 some years ago. And I'm going to need that to happen. I, my timing's off. I don't care. Mike Trout, I'm going to need you in the home run derby. Please give the public what they want, bro. You are the best player in baseball. And I thoroughly enjoy watching you. It was just, it would, it would be nice. It would be really nice. Eddie, cool. Here's that, here's that ball again, bro. Thank you, sir. Show face, Mike Trout. That's all we ask. My third and final pepper point goes to Kimball Walker for finally getting the hell up out of Charlotte. As we mentioned earlier, only thing Michael Jordan know how to run is run is his mouth. The Hornets are a side piece, and you got what's the Molina guy name again? Yadier. Yadier Molina. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Yada, you're Molina wearing Jordan brand chest plates. I'm not mad. Get your money. But look, don't waste this young man's career. Much success to Kimball Walker getting his well-deserved max contract in Boston. Good job, young man. Bad business for you, Michael Jordan and the Charlotte Hornets. Over to you, Money Man Scott. Kimball Walker, there he is once again. He's a he's a, like one of the stars of our show this week. Yeah, All right, uh, so I heard the other day that Bob Lee is retiring from ESPN after 40 years. Bob Lee was one of those guys, he never jumped off the screen at you like Chris Berman did, and he never said a whole lot that's controversial and got you mad or fired up like maybe Stephen A. will do. But Bob Lee was just always one of those dudes that's he, he was always there, just felt like the uncle at the party. Every time you go at a family reunion, you have the one uncle who's, who's just kind of in the background, but he's always there. Bob Lee did a great job on Outside the Lines all those years, and uh, he's going to be missed because he was a staple at ESPN from 
right from the beginning of their their telecasting, right when they came on the air. So, shout out to Bob Lee for an awesome career at ESPN. Yes, indeed. Shout out to Uncle Bob. Absolutely, Lee. man. He um outside the lines was one of those shows that really, I mean, just some of the cases that is it's the name of the title, the title of the show spoke for itself. It was yep. one of those things that mm-hmm. really, I mean. And it really intrigued me just um, watching and listening to him and just the out this the stories and sports that people don't talk about. It's so but professional. He was always just so good and killed. Very, very, absolutely. very. So he will definitely be missed. My third pepper point, I've been waiting for this one. This is another hot one. Cause, and Scotty D, you alluded to it a little bit earlier, and I was a little concerned because you were saying about um, – um, Kevin Durant and the risk reward that came behind him. You know somebody that needs to take a risk and make something happen for the franchise that they're just increasingly getting pissed off about? James Dolan, New York Knicks, what in the hell are you doing? You got nobody. You picked up absolutely nobody. You missed out on the on the lottery, you completely swung and missed when it came to the um, to the free agency. You said it three months ago that you were going to pay top dollar. You had room for two max contracts, and you did none of that. Not a thing. You were in the Big Apple, the biggest city in America, the bright lights 24-7, the mecca of sports entertainment, Madison Square Garden, and you can get nobody, nobody to come to the garden, nobody. Spike Lee, I'm gonna need you to get him. Stephen A. Smith, get him. Like this is ridiculous. How is this man still an owner of the team? I'm actually, you know what? I'm glad because if James Dolan wasn't in place, then Michael Jordan would be the worst owner in. Um, NBA, but you know what, James Dolan, you got to you got to do something, bro. This is you got to do because Brooklyn is definitely showing you up, and I'm yep. telling you, it might be a riot on your hands. They're gonna be is between I guess what was it, Charles Oakley had beef with, and just all yep. kinds of other stuff. Dolan, you know what? The 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 fan and oh, but you know you know what? <laughs> you already know how I am. I'm not privy. Um, I'm not scared to put a um, a franchise owner in the penalty box. Look at Robert Kraft. So you know what, James Dolan, penalty box is done. I'm putting <laughs> you in there, Robert Kraft. You might get off the hook. You might. I'm thinking about it. I'm, there might be room for two franchise owners. There is a um, there's another organization and a manager in there. We'll see if we can fit you all in there because James Dolan, you are so <laughs> in the penalty box. And I think that'll do it. Eddie Cool, go ahead and finish this off. We'll talk, talk, tell the people about some things. I'm going to tell you something, too. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Wow. Steven, Scott. Stephen A's son right there going off. <laughs> wow. Going off. Going off. I'm just over here like, yeah, I know we do pre-press for time, but this is some good stuff. <laughs> All right. So we all three got our pepper points in. A wonderful job, gentlemen. And we've reached the end of the show. But guess what? You can still keep in contact with us. Scotty D, Money Man, how can they reach you? Um, I will be at Molly Darcy's on Mondays at 6 o'clock for our live trivia show. And as always, Beast Ninja in Myrtle Beach. Check it out. Obstacle course training. The best trivia on the beach, period. 
Okay. The all the almighty be live. How can they reach you? Check me out on Instagram and Twitter. I'm trying to do big things with that. This be your boy be live. No I. T-H-S-B-E-Y-A-B-O-I-B-L-I-V to the E. And check us out. Check out the Sports Bros podcast. We are on Twitter. We are on Instagram. We're working on a YouTube channel. Um, our Twitter handle is at Sports Bros PCast. Our Instagram handle is Sports Bros Podcast. We're, we are touching multiple social media outlets. We're trying to get all the goods to you, man. We're trying to grow every single day. We appreciate every one of our listeners, man. We love you guys. We want to go bigger and stronger just for you. Sports, by the fan, for the fan. We love you guys. And that's exactly what you do. You can reach me on Facebook at the Sports Bros Light page. I also dibble and dabble on the Twitter account and also on the Instagram account as well. Be live. Shout out to you for keeping those platforms alive as busy as we get. You still do. You do a phenomenal job. And shout out to you, Scotty D, for pumping out back-to-back Scott Starts videos. And shout out to you, Be Live, for pumping out a spirit of edition of What Happened Wednesdays. And me, I did something different this past Thursday. Instead of Tranquilo Thursday, there was entirely too much to talk about. So I did three things Thursday. That's right. Three things Thursday. Something a little different from time to time. Also, you can catch me on Snapchat, Super Cool 5000. Instagram, cool season, all one word. And as I mentioned earlier, the Facebook Sports Bros like page. We want to thank you for com- for checking us out each and every Tuesday because we look forward to doing this every chance we get. Um, so, fellas, what you think about this fantasy, Sports Bros Fantasy Football League coming soon? You, you, you feeling that? You feeling oh, yeah. Absolutely. We'll Okay, okay. You heard it, listeners. If you want parts of the Sports Bros Fantasy Football League, please let myself, the Almighty Be Live, or the Money Man, Scotty D. No, I just make sure that you announced me correctly as the three-time KFL Fantasy Football Champion. Um, just want to make sure that um listeners know that. Oh boy, that's <laughs> great. Here we go. Awesome. Here I'm we so go. glad this is the end of the, the end of the show. You well, have completely exhausted me today. <laughs> well, <laughs> for an exhausted money man, Scotty D, and an always and an always turned up, amped up, cranked up, almighty be live. This be the head of creative Eddie Cool, the HOC of this thing, and the Sports Bowls podcast. And in closing, <laughs> do something good for yourself, and if you can. Do something nice for someone else. They will greatly appreciate it. And as always, this has been another edition of the Sports Bros Podcast. Thanks for Happy listening. Happy 4th of July. <laughs> yes, sir. Please be safe. And if you're doing fireworks, think of Jason Pierre-Paul. Bye, y'all. America. <laughs>